welcome. Welcome to Tips from the Bar here with CCSK Law. Tuesday, the 24th of September. That's it. I'm Kurt Kasmerzak. This I'm is Isaac. Isaac Carr. There we go. We're here at Main and Lincoln. And That's right. Uh, kind of checking things out. Yeah, it's been a few minutes since I've jumped on to Tips from the Bar. Me too. Me so, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, I, I love coming back here. Uh, and this is yeah, this is definitely not our first time here at Main and Lincoln. Uh, awesome establishment located it's, here. It's been a little bit. We haven't been here in a while, so I'm it's excited been, we're here. It's oh, a yeah. beautiful place. Oh, I, I love, love the aesthetics. The, yeah. Oh yeah. The atmosphere. Huge fantastic. windows up front. Yeah. You guys can't see it. You, well, you can see it in the reflection back over there. Oh yeah. If you look uh, back, more to see the windows. windows off, it's just really cool. Yeah. Really a neat looking view. And they have the patio open too. Beautiful day. Great. Just a light breeze out there. It's perfect weather to be sitting outside. So if you want to head on down here to Main and Lincoln, you can actually just. Um, they're just now getting ready to open up here. Uh, they they let us sneak in a little early. They let early. us sneak in a little early. Yeah. No, I'm not bragging we're or anything. Special. Not, say, not saying we're that special, but uh, a little bit. Some um, days. Some <laughs> yeah. Days. Well, our office is just right behind here. Yeah. And so we're way. literally just like, Kurt and I just literally walked around the corner. and then. Uh, Matter of fact, from the front door to where we're at is about the same distance to our front door to our office if we could sneak right out the back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how close we are. Oh man, oh yeah. So, oh, it's been a while. We, uh, I don't think we've had a uh, tips from the barn in a few weeks. No, yeah, it has it's been a little bit. So we wanted to get back into this and see everybody, and that's uh, right. Get a chance to give everybody a shout out and maybe talk. Well, I know you were talking about uh, some cool little business stuff going on and things that you're interested in buying businesses. Right. I mean, I think everybody knows it's just like buying real estate or buying car or something like that. You just go out and just buy it, right? Exactly, except it's nothing like that. Right? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Except you mean there's yeah. stuff that you gotta do? You have to yeah, do have to do stuff. Like what? Wrong. real estate is a big part of buying a business or if you're going to sell your business. So uh, this well, is it is it always a part of a business? Not necessarily. But because well, it, it depends be. on the type of business that you're doing. So uh, let's talk first about okay, you're a business owner you're either planning for succession or depending off the business. Seriously, dude? <laughs> nice. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so, um, anyway, we uh, um, have a buying or selling of a business. Now, when you're buying or selling a business as a business owner, you're thinking about how could I, maybe you're planning for it one day, maybe you just decided to, um, but there's five different uh, people that you can end up selling this to. You can sell it to a key employee. You can sell it to a group of employees called a uh, ESOP or an stock, uh, employee stock ownership plan in some manner. You can sell it to a known third party, perhaps somebody that you've been working with, okay. uh, an independent third party, or somebody you've been grooming like a friend or family member. Right? And so those are the, about the five different aspects where you can actually sell your business. and. We got business owners in all different areas that sell to these different uh, different types of people. Okay. Now, when you're talking about positioning your business to be sold to one of these individuals or to this group of individuals, right? Each one's going to be looking for different things. And so, let's talk about first, like a key employee. Okay. So you're trying to sell your business to a key employee. You have one person who's been amazing. They've worked with you for uh, for 20 years, and it's time for them to take over the business. So you're talking. Let's let's slow down. Yeah, slow down. Oh, so I can you're talk talking. So fast, I can talk about yeah, yeah. You're talking about. I mean, you're talking about all sizes of business then, because you're not talking just about. You know, everybody sees these big businesses that get sold, yeah. big deals and things like that. 
I mean, you're talking maybe somebody that's got a business that they do you know, half a million, a million a year or something mm -hmm. like that in revenue, and, and they've got an employee that's worked for them for a long time. That is, is there, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is there a situation where one of these type of things is more likely than the other? Yes. Oh, most certainly. So if somebody's thinking, I'm thinking about some of my business, what kind of things should they be thinking? I mean, you know, is it, is it better to think, well, maybe I need to focus more on a key employee type situation versus putting it on the market with a business broker or something like that? So what is the point of selling your business? That's going to be a big driver for this. Because once you know kind of why you're selling your business, you can decide who to sell it to. What are these five? Okay, who should I be selling this business to? And one of the reasons it comes down to that is because of if your main purpose is to just cash out and get as much as possible, yeah. okay, well then you might want to go to the market to see what you can get. Because let's face it, uh, be kind of cool. selling to your own employees, such as in an ESOP, is not that lucrative, right? Versus going to the market and having a few different bidders come along and perhaps there's some competition for uh, your business so somebody wants to acquire it. So is this is this something people should think about when they're starting their business too? Oh yeah. Like an exit plan? Like yeah. what is their goal? Are they trying to build something up in five years that they're gonna sell for a bulk cash? Yep. Or is this something that you would get into in a planning strategy when you're helping somebody out to start a business? 100%. Yeah, okay. no, I've, because it just it sounds to me like something yeah that, that people would want to say hey you know if you're if you're planning on listen this is something I want to build like I and I guess this is just me intuitively thinking about it because I don't know a ton about this stuff that if somebody is more passionate like they have a passion project that they just want to like say somebody just wants to sell oatmeal cookies and it's like their passion yeah, they got grandma's recipe they just want to mm -hmm. sell those good oatmeal cookies and she grew up she was a girl scout yeah, she loves selling the absolutely. cookies and now grandma's recipe. She's going to keep that going on, and so she gets a, starts a business, and she's thinking, you know, I'm going to do this forever. And this would be something to plan. Think, well, maybe you know, if this is something that you're just going to use as kind of like a job you're going to have forever, and you're passionate about it, you're just going to do it. You're not looking to make tons of money, but at some point, you want it to keep going because you want maybe it's grandma's name on the cookies or something. Yeah. You like that to perpetuate into the That's future. That's huge legacy. Yeah, legacy. Yeah. You're launching this because you want to carry on a legacy. So then there's one way to handle that versus oh, yeah. another way to handle, hey, we're doing this five years and boom, we're going to sell this and make more money. That's it. I got those clients that basically they started this up literally saying in 12 to 24 months, we're going to ramp up sales and then we're going to sell it. We're going to be acquired or we're going to actually position it to be sold. Interesting. I have others who've been doing it for many years. Mm -hmm. They didn't go in with a succession plan, but they know that they um, want to sell it to a key employee, or they want to be sold to a competitor, um, or because they, they want to cash out for retirement, or perhaps they did have a son or daughter or nephew or niece or something that brought up and said, you know what, I'd like to give the business to them, right? And so all of these different situations, but it is really important when you launch a business, you should think about this. What do you want to do? What's the point of your business? Because that point of your business will also fold into your, your exit strategy, your success. It's just, it's, you know, it's, I think it's something that. It blows my mind because people are so focused on getting things started, they never think about having the opposite side of that coin. Yeah. Interesting. Why? Who knew? Yeah. No, and, and there's so much that goes into launching your business too. Right. Right. Uh, and uh, again, uh, you, you just don't like <laughs> put a letter out and say, "Hey, want to buy something from me?" Yeah. Well, and but I mean, think about it. We've been in, but well, yeah, fun. but like literally, yeah. we know. Because we literally have been building this law firm yeah. now for years. Landed. And it took a lot of things. It took a lot of adjusting, but 
hours and hours and hours. And it's all you're always tweaking and modifying and adjusting and trying to make it better here and there. So yeah, yeah it's really cool. But we've always but we have a passion for doing this. And if you've ever watched any of our past tips from the bars, we talk about how adamant we are about uh, what we do and how much we love helping people yeah. and how we That's get to, yeah, we love doing this. And so, um, and so when we launched the business, I kind of, I kind of think it's kind of cool that you're helping people buy big businesses like that. Yeah. Well, sometimes big, sometimes small. That's small. Because there's a, and I've been, I've been so, through multi-million dollar purchases and sales yeah. and I've been through, um, you know, the hundred thousand dollars ones or even a $10,000 one. I've been, it was so small, but it was just a simple transition, but it's still important to get the right paperwork in sure. place and make sure you're doing it properly, both for liability and taxes and to fulfill whatever purpose you're filling. So let's talk about a hot button problem okay. that some business owner might have, or maybe you can step in and in some manner we can step in and help them out. Okay. Follow me with this. Okay. I haven't heard this, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing up another. Most businesses fail within the first five years. Hands down, not a question. Yep. Let's say you got somebody, they started a business that might not have done everything just right. They're a year into this and they're thinking, my goodness, I don't know what to do. You know, They're so frustrated. They just are like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Other than closing up and just being done, if they had some guidance, is there a way to help repair some of the things they might not have done in the past? and then get them in a position to at least build it up to a point where maybe then it is a viable sale to sell this to somebody else versus just closing and being out everything they've got in the time of the right. right. Yes, yes, there okay. are definitely things you can do. Now, whether it's worth doing them is something that we sit down, we go through the analytics and say, the time, and What's analytics? You mean like you know numbers? I know what analytics are, but just, yeah, okay. I mean, just like the stats. I mean, I'm talking somebody that just never had a business in their life, and they just said, I'm up on the surface. And they don't maybe they're maybe part of the problem is they're not tracking analytics. It could be. We don't know. Analytics Identifying are, the issue is going to be a big aspect of this because right. when you go to sell the business, you want to know what the strengths of what you're doing as well as your weaknesses, right? Yeah. And you need to be able to be uh, have an educated discussion about this is what my business has done well and this is what it hasn't been doing well. If you're not sure what you've not been doing right, again, that's something you can come talk to us. Uh, you'll hear us say a lot of times we're businessman with law degrees. That's, that, that's what we are. I'm a businessman with a, businessman with a law degree and so we can go in and take it from more of a comprehensive business look before stepping into the execution of the legal realm. Excellent. So it could be marketing. It's interesting. Not, so there's a um, there used to be a show on TV. I don't know if it's on anymore because I don't watch much TV anymore. Not, I mean, not regular TV. All streaming stuff now. <laughs> so um, there used to be a show, and I forget exactly what it was called, but it was this this guy would go into these bars, and the bar would hire him to come in. He'd secretly shop the place. Then he'd come in and meet with the owner, and he'd go all the stuff because the bars were not profitable, and he'd kind of like a turnaround expert. And he, he would come in, and it was funny because... The stuff you're talking about, the analytics, knowing your numbers, knowing all the details. He would come up with these owners and he would start popping them with questions. What's your average pour size? What's your cost per unit? What's your employees cost? You know, how much overtime are people working? How much time is wasted? How much spillage? How much loss do you have? And he would just start going through and peppering these questions. And these people are just like stumbling backwards over themselves. Like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. And then he would put systems into place to help them curb all those things. And what they would find is that a lot of times, it was really interesting because a lot of times they wouldn't have things in place and, you know, the employees would 
give a drink here, give a drink there, and not really think about it to a yeah. friend or this person, that person. Next thing you know, they're giving away. Or they're just grabbing the thing and pouring, and they're, instead of pouring a shot into a drink, they're supposed to have a shot and then a mixer. Yeah. It ends up being like a shot and a half to two shots, and they're charging the price for one because they're over pouring and things like that. It was just, it was, I thought it was fascinating from a, a business side of things. Yeah. So that's part of what you're talking about, not the whole yeah. but if it's going in and helping people analyze, understanding where their business is at, maybe helping find avenues. Most certainly. Was this guy as nice as Gordon Ramsay? No, he was, <laughs> he was, he was not a pleasant fellow. Um, actually, there was a couple where he got in a fight with the owner because the owner was just like, that's just the way we do it, and that's the way it's made done. And he was just basically like, no, you're an idiot. So. <laughs> All right. Just the way it's done. That's just the way we do it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's never a great phrase to hear, but yeah. just the way we always did it. Okay. Then there's a reason that you're having me here. Right? Yeah, then, then there's a reason you want me to help fix this. It's that's broken. the way you always did it, then that's what you're going to get. Point. So, I mean, that, that's so walk me through just, a, just so you meet with somebody, you start analyzing their business, you get the base view of their business. Well, and so first I'm going to get, why did you get into business? What do you want out okay. of this? What are you hoping for, right? Because so if go we, deeper into their why. We're going to go into deeper into your yeah, why. Okay. We're going to analyze your goals, what you're trying to accomplish with this. Because before I can position your business to do whatever you want it to do, I need to know what you want to do. Right. That's true. right. And so, so knowing what's driving you, whether that's money, whether that's legacy, um, whether that's uh, you know making sure that it's handed off, that your clients are taken care of, right? Whatever it's really driving, which is probably a mix of multiple, right? Not all. I, I do have those businesses that are purely driven to be purchased, to, to be created, and then sold for pure monetary purposes, they're driven by data analytics and that's what they do. Okay. But then I have these other ones that are family-owned businesses and they are specifically geared towards handing off throughout the generations. Of the There's a third family. group, and I've seen these people, yeah. that their biggest concern is their staff. Yes. And they want to make sure these people have jobs into the future. Yeah. I have run across that. No, and that's a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they, they didn't even come to that with that in their mind when they it's started the develops. business. Yeah. It just develops. They, they, they built care. this family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they built this, pe this this group of people that they spend more time with than anyone. I mean, you spend more time at work than you do oftentimes with family at home. Generally, right. when, you're, when you're so sleeping into the equation, you take a lot of time. When you build sleeping yeah. into the equation. I mean, yeah, you got more hours with your work family than anything. And so, if so, it's not unusual for a business owner really to take um, pride over that and want to make sure that they're taken care of. Excellent. And so, yeah, and so there's um. So we figure out what do you want first? What's what's driving you? What are you hoping for? And with that actually determined, once we know what you want, we can start determining how you, how to get there, right? Okay. Might take a look at one of those five. Once again, that's that was a key employee, maybe to a group of employees or all of your employees, uh, to like a family or friend, right? Something that, uh, that you groom for succession, uh, an independent third party that you don't know that you put on the market, person. right? Some okay. random person or a known third party. Maybe it's an affiliate that you've been working with. Okay. Um, or could be a competitor, right? Oh, really? So yeah, and so those, those again, we can figure out well, who who's going to be best to, because then once we know where who to give, who we're trying to hand this off to, we can then position your company to do that. Okay. If you're talking about an independent third party, don't be taking all the tax deductions you can, because it's going to drive down what your profit margin is, and then uh, your profits are not going to look as good, because that they're going to ask, can I get the three year your last three years of taxes? At least, right. And then they're going to look at those and be like, "Well, there's not very much here." There's no money there. No. And so sometimes you have to do what are called addbacks, and you have to add back into uh, 
uh, which is not uncommon to have to do, but if you can position your company properly in the first place, you're maybe paying a little bit more taxes now to make a lot more money when you go to sell the business. Sure. But you want to be, but again, if, I, if they're going to look at your last three years, you got to come to me a few years before you plan on doing this. Right, right. This is not something that's going to happen overnight as far as being, hey, we're going to meet and then the next month we're going to sell it. This is something that might take a little while. It's like the Titanic. It might take a while to turn this thing. Most, most traditionally, it's going to follow this pattern. The faster you want to sell it, the less money you have to accept, right? Or and vice versa. If you give us time, we can position you, we can market you, we can get you ramped up, we can make your numbers look good, make your package you in a way that can be sold. Kurt hit on a great word. I, I love this word. You know what it was? No, I'm not sure. I'm scared. Yeah. What is it? Systems. Ah. Systems. Cool. You said systems earlier. You're talking about a yeah. bar yeah. needing to have systems in place so it can scale. True. True. So uh, this is true with scalability. This is true if you want to sell this. If you want to package this thing to be handed off, it needs to be systematized. What that means, and there's there's three ways to create uh, to duplicate yourself. I want you hear me say right, this right, right, right? Three ways to duplicate yourself. You can either get employees, you can outsource, or you can create systems through like um, automation or technology, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a mix of all of them, right? Having your employees follow a particular checklist every time that they go to um, set up an office room, if you're renting out office space, or every time that um, if it's a hotel, the way they set up the hotel, or t checking clients, um, or set up the, the, like I said, the hotel room. So basically checklist. things that things that increase your business's consistency, predictability, yep. quality, oh, yeah. profitability, oh, yeah. these type of things that you put in place so that you don't have to train so much from scratch constantly start everything over every time you hire a new person. It's, hey, look, this is how we do it. All they have to do is learn that system and do X, Y, Z versus, okay, now we hired this person. What do we want them to do? Oh, we need to do this, this, and this. So they'll cover that. You know, you don't want to start from scratch every time. And you want to have it set up so when that buyer comes in, they can step in and have all the tools to do it. They can learn all those systems themselves, but then they'll be able to train, train on those systems and yeah. It's something that people can start working right away. It doesn't have to stop before it gets going again. And, and this is huge. If you've built your business on the back of yourself as the business owner, if you've built this business on your own back, what happens when you leave? Right? Bye this bye. needs to, exactly. There goes the business. Yeah. If, if you are the only one who can work with these clients and they're going to leave after you're gone, if, if your staff is not going to stick around or if everything is really the weight is on your shoulders to keep things moving, then if somebody new comes in, even if you have a transition period, it's still going to taper off. It's still going sure. to disappear. You sure. have to be able to systematize it in a way that you can do that. There's, there not everything can you, not, you can't systematize everything. There's going to be some relationships that are going to be built on your, as the business business owner, on your relationship, on your network, and you will have to have a transition period, a handoff period. It's extremely common to require require a transition period. And sometimes the owner wants to stay on. I'm not going to be leader any. I'm not going to be CEO anymore. But I'm going to stay on as a consultant, right, to help sure. with this transition. Sure. Very common to do that. Almost necessary for the handoff period, so that the for, so your clients and for the suppliers, for your uh, staff, can get used to this new person stepping in and taking on these responsibilities. Hmm. But it's easier if you have the systems in place. So, like I said, the checklists, uh, the procedures and policies. Right, these things, this training manuals, but these things are ways that you can hand things off. And again, systems with technology. If you own a bunch of real estate and you want to sell this portfolio and all these renters have been paying you personally, 
and get your personal phone number, you might need to systematize that, right? You can have yeah. online payments with things. It can be tough to transition over to this, but the best that you can, again, if we have a few years, we can position it so things are more automated, so you have to do less work, which also makes it easier for you to hand it on. Nice. It's, a, it's a win all around. It just It's tough to make that transition. The longer you've been in business, the way you've always been doing it, the tougher it is to turn that around. But if you want to sell your business at a higher price, or if you want to have a more fluid transition period, no matter what your goals are, these things are going to be important to do. And thinking about it this way, from a buyer side of things, the more systematized and consistent things are, the better a purchase it is because you know there's not going to be, a, oh, I have to start from scratch and recreate everything. Right. Um, if you walk in, it's almost more turnkey yes. that way. You walk in, everything's going. You know exactly what's going to happen. You've got people already in positions, so you don't have to go out and hire a bunch of people and start from scratch. Um, that means the profit keeps coming in, so you can count on that revenue. Yeah, and so it makes your business more attractive. You're hitting on all the great words. Yeah. You're in another great word, uh, uh, turnkey. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people, especially independent um, people that, that you put it on online, they want yeah. a turnkey business. They want something, I mean, that uh, obviously the metaphor is that you have this building and you just turn the key and you open it and then you're ready to go. Open right. the business, right? Okay, well, it's never it's that never easy. It's never that easy, but, yeah. but, but, but concept, as close as possible. As close as possible, where right. things are ready to go, and if the owner weren't there, could it still function? Right. Right. And if the answer is no, we either need to systematize as much as possible or really have a great transition period laid out or a combination of the two. Nice. Yeah. So that's going to be important. So, uh, and if you notice, we've just been talking about business. Yeah. I haven't hit on the legal stuff, the legal mumbo jumbo, but that's the stuff I care about, <laughs> getting the right contract in place. But we hit on the first part. If you don't have this aspect of your business down, then trying to jump into the legal aspects of let's, we'll get the contracts in place and let's um, um, get all the yeah. numbers down. Well, okay, that's that doesn't help nearly as much if you don't have the first part down, the business aspect. So I guess in summary, it's easy, it's better to just say, it's a lot bigger than you think, if you want to do it right. Yes. If you just jump out and, I mean, that's why a lot of people I think just close their businesses. It's easier just to close and walk away and then try to mess with it on the back. Or they sell it to a friend for real cheap and don't make any money or something like that. But well, and then, a lot to it. And, and, and that same thing with the, uh, the more time you give me, the more money you can get, right? The right. less time you give me, the less money. It's, fun, it's, it's fundamentally true, but of course, if you're not making any money, there's nothing I can do. Well, that's or, true. You know, like, yeah, I mean, it, if you just have a terrible business model, like, sorry, you can't just recreate pet rocks and expect them to take off, right? They had their day in the sun, maybe with the market. They might be retro. They might be retro, uh, so maybe you got something in that, but generally speaking, it's going to be tough to, to redo that sure. business and try to. So I, there's only so much we could do with what you have. That's but, true. If you've been in business for a while, or even if you've been in business for one year, but you still need just need help turning this thing around so you can make it profitable, same principles apply. And so, yeah, we can definitely see how we can help you out with getting on the right track and getting you up and going or packaged properly so that you can do a smooth handoff or a smooth sale uh, to one of those five that we have talked about before. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's going to take three years. I mean, this could be something that can be six months, you know, Tighten things up, make some adjustments here. Now, I will say that this happens on all levels. Um, I have been part of companies that were preparing to go public, which is a huge type of sale. Yeah. Um, and by going public, I mean they're getting ready to have their company listed on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. You're literally selling ownership of your company to the public. anybody and everybody. Right. Right. So instead of um, selling to one of these people, you're going to sell a huge portion of your company to 
public. Now I can tell you that my experience having been involved with some of those companies is that does take some years. And the level of systematization of everything to do, everything changes it. It was a headache, it was a nightmare. The rewards are worth it for that, but at the same time, I mean, for the owners of the company, the rewards are worth it on that one. But yeah, um, yeah it was, that, that was a big process and a big ordeal. So that's next level, but that's, there's all kinds of legal requirements for the SEC. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, FINRA, you got all this different stuff going on. Um, so that's like real high level, yeah, end of stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but even on a smaller scale, it does make sense. I mean, you, if, if you've got something that you care about and you don't want to just walk away from it, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a few months worth of work with somebody to help get it prepped up and get it propped up as much as possible without going too crazy and trying to spend years doing it. Just, you know, maybe it's something that's like, man, you just can't get it off the ground entirely, but there's a little bit there. You make that little bit as shiny as you can and say, hey, let's sell it and see what we can do. Yeah, exa exactly. And we're going to be real with you. We'll, we'll let you know whether there's something we can do or something that, because uh, there's, well, there's always something you can't do. It's just, right. we're going to give you the best, uh, the, mo the most uh, honest advice we can to say, right. there's not much we can work with. Or, hey, you actually do have a great foundation. We just need to build on these, and then it's going to make it look a lot prettier. Or, I thought they did a great job. There are, there are also sometimes, I have run across this, um, people that set up their business in a way and do things in a way that, make it very difficult to get out or to get sold. Yeah. And those are the ones that's gonna take a little more time to turn that boat, you know, and get it you gotta you gotta undo some of the stuff before you get it to do it right. Yeah. Which again takes time. Yeah. Takes exactly. time. So uh, but you know, coming in talking, just find out a little bit, you know, maybe it's just a quick analysis to kind of get an idea of what options are available. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a commitment to have a conversation and see where you're at. So um, if you've got a business and you're not, you want to get out, or if you're looking to buy a business and you want somebody to help analyze one, yeah, um, you know it's worth a conversation to find out more. We do free consultations. Uh, I mean, feel free to just call in uh, 219-230-3600. Uh, we'll throw it down in the comments. Uh, feel free to send us a right message now. on Facebook Messenger. Uh, however, you want to contact us. Um, but yeah, we do free consultations. If you want to just come in, we can take a look at your business. Uh, act Oftentimes, I will go to the business because I like to see how the business is operating, see how it's working. Uh, that gives me a good grasp on terms of uh, how this business functions and how we might be able to package it up to be sold or uh, get it in a position that it can be handed off for a transition. Whatever we need to do here, but yeah, do a free consultation for that. So feel free to reach out. Excellent. Yeah. Man, that's about our time for that. That is. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Well, well we really fun. ran through this thing. I tell you, I love talking about this stuff. I know, and, uh, it's fun. I, you know, I'm, I'm, we all, we always joke that we're entrepreneurs and business people with law degrees, and so it's a joke, but it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because just my business knowledge, having been involved with different businesses and things like that, it's really, uh, it's very cool to have this conversation, talk about this. Even though this is my area, it's something that I find very intriguing, um, and I love to ask questions about it. And so, hopefully, this has been helpful to you guys. Um, you can check us out at ccsklaw.com. Uh, call Isaac at 219-230-3600 uh, to go ahead and get a free consultation set up to take a look at your business. That's Anything it. else? I think that. I think we're good. I All right. We're good. So until Thank next you. time, yeah. we'll see you guys later. Take care.